Hey guys, what's up? It's Tyler Kluver. This is the Snapped Podcast. So glad that you're joining me. On this podcast, we're going to talk about diet, exercise, mindset, training, sports, performance, and any of the things that we discuss, me or the guests that I bring on, is going to help you get better and help you get healthier in some way or another. We're glad you're here. Sit back, relax. Let's have a day. That intro is cheesy and it was cheesier and then it got, and then it got less cheesy, but still I sound like, so why don't I sound like this during the intro? Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. But, uh, we're back again. Thank you again for joining me. Uh, the, I shouldn't say small amount of people that listen to this podcast because that's really in relativity to the other podcast that I do which obviously the listener base is not going to be the same. The goal is to grow this one, though. So if you like this podcast, share it with a friend or tweet about it so that I can retweet it. I haven't necessarily marketed this a ton. might throw out a tweet today about the last few episodes, but uh, I'm trying to get better at solo podcasting. This is a much different format than when I sit down with Drake and Kevin, for those of you that listen to the the walk-on podcast that we do. This is a whole different format, talking just by myself, more scripted. There's a, there's kind of a timeline and an outline of, of things I want to get through. And it's harder to entertain and keep you guys uh, interested. If you can imagine rather than just having someone to have a conversation with. But nonetheless, if you like the podcast, share it. Thank you for listening. As always, today's topic today's topic is why weight loss is nonlinear and why that's a good thing. More specifically, and more applicable to what it actually looks like with how someone would be losing weight, uh, why it's a two steps forward, one step back process. And why can't, you know, the answer to why can't it just be, oh, if I, if I eat correctly and I exercise, then every single day I'll see weight loss and why that just isn't, uh, it's not even close to reality and you wouldn't want it to be. So I guess where we first want to start here is, and if you've listened to one or two of the other episodes, you'll understand this because we talked about the whole calories in versus calories out uh, concept for one of the podcasts, a couple of podcasts ago, I believe, maybe last week, I forget already. Uh, but, but how do we lose weight, right? And that's pretty simple. We eat less calories than we burn. We burn more fuel than we provide ourselves. And I was going to use a car analogy, but that doesn't really work because in the car analogy, uh, 
essentially with the car analogy, it would be like you have your gas tank, but then you have some reserve gas tanks that, that never really get tapped into unless the main gas tank gets emptied and you don't refill it. So then the car has to start tapping into its reserves, right? That's essentially what your body is. Your gas tank is your stomach and the food that you put into it. That's the fuel. That's the gas. And as long as you put in equal amounts fuel that your body requires to drive your body around each day, it's going to stay in the same spot. You're going to be in, a, in an equilibrium, a balance of fuel per se. However, if you do more physically, then you have fuel to propel with. You're not going to have any food to run on. So the body has to go and has to pull from your fat storages. And that is how you lose weight. So scientifically, you eat less. You eat X amount of less calories and you burn off that same amount of Y weight, right? But it doesn't just happen like that. And there's other factors, right? So that's how we lose weight. And from there, I think it's important to understand that there's a disposition towards, for your body, there's a disposition biologically towards holding weight on your body than taking it off. And the reason for that is ancestral. We, regardless of what you believe, how the world came to be, all that, uh, a long, long time ago when there wasn't just fast food, a half mile away from your house or a coffee shop in the bottom of your apartment building or, you know, on and on. The human body adapted to eating on a schedule that was really once a day. The men would, you know, we were hunter gatherers, as they say. The men would hunt the food each morning. They'd go out or maybe, you know, every few mornings, not like they had refrigeration or freezing capabilities. So it had to be pretty frequent if you wanted fresh, uh, clean, healthy meat. So the men would go hunt. And until they came back with food, the women and children weren't eating much. They were gathering. They would gather plants and berries that were uh, harvestable, harvestable, harvestable. Is that a word? What is this podcast? Uh, they would gather plants and stuff, crops that were able to be harvested. That's better. Uh, but otherwise, it was kind of like one big meal in the afternoon, evening, at the end of the day. And throughout the morning and midday, like there wasn't a lot of eating going on. And so in general... Our ancestors were very skinny. There wasn't, I mean, I don't even know if diabetes was a thing or some of the other modern day diseases that we have because a lot of that is attributed to overweight people, uh, being overweight, being obese. And biologically, genetically, we got into a rhythm of this is how the body works. We are more often than not, underfed 
on the energy that we're putting out. So the body developed over time a disposition to if we get extra calories, we're putting that on. We're going to pack that on as weight. And it's going to be easy. We're going to make it easy for us to put on that extra weight, to store that, 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 that fat or that, uh, that energy. Because most likely, it's going to come back around where we're going to need it because we're going to be underfed again soon. And it's just not the case that we're ever underfed. Most people are ever underfed nowadays. We're overfed. But the body genetically takes hundreds of thousands of years to change. And so our disposition of packing on weight works really poorly with how easy it is to overeat, right? And so take that disposition into account when you're thinking about how the body processes its food and its weight and what it's more likely to do, right? Much more likely to gain than to lose. So from there, we go to, from there, we go to basically how should you look at a weight loss journey, right, with those things in mind. And I'll start by saying this, the heavier that you are, someone that is in the 300s, high 200s, uh, is going to lose weight and may see a much more linear, if you were to graph it out, chart it out, weight loss than someone who had less to lose. Because weight loss is much easier the further away from baseline, if you want to call it that, normal, healthy, the further away you are, the easier it is to lose weight. Basically just because you're lowering the percentage that a pound is equal to for your total body weight. And so for me at 192 pounds, it's harder for me to lose a pound or five pounds than it would be for someone that's 400 pounds to lose a pound or five pounds, if that makes sense. How do you get over the fact that the mental, because again, we've, you know, in now, in today's society, it's all about, I want it now. I want to see progress. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have to deal with a lot of uh, annoying setbacks. So when you go to weigh yourself on a scale on a daily basis, and this is really what I'm getting to is how should you look at your scale and your weight during a weight loss journey? On a daily basis, it may work for a while if you're one of those people that has a lot to lose. 300 pounds. In fact, I have a client right now, 300 pounds. We started about five weeks ago. He has lost down to 272. And for basically every day of those five weeks, 35 days straight, he's lost almost a pound. So he's seeing that linear weight loss. There's been one or two days where he stayed the same or he went up a fraction of a pound. But He's, you know, so he's now at 270. As we get closer to 250, 240, 230, when we get him down to where he's, you know, where his, his natural healthy weight is going to be or near there, 
that weight loss, those pounds are going to come at a much slower rate. And in fact, there's going to be some days where he gains back a half pound or a whole pound or a couple days uh, time where he gains multiple pounds back. How do we process that mentally and why does that happen? And how do we stop it from ruining the entire journey? How do we stop the short-term negative, what looks to be a negative, from affecting a long-term positive? And the first suggestion I have for that is at some point, you're going to need to gap out how often you weigh yourself, right? If you are... As a general rule, if you have more than 50 pounds to lose from where you'd like to be and where you think you could be healthy, then once a day, once every couple days, that's probably an okay spot to be if you're weighing yourself. And I'm not saying that the scale is the devil here. You can, If you mentally can deal with the, oh, I, I went up today, but I went down three days in a row, so the net net is, you know, the on a longer time frame, I can see the downtrend. If you can deal with those ups and downs and you're just doing it for, hey, I want to see what the daily looks like. It's just another data point and it doesn't mess with your motivation. Fine. Weigh yourself every day. But once you get down, you know, under 50, you got 40 pounds to lose, 30, maybe you just want to lose five to 10 pounds. You really should be weighing yourself on a weekly basis. Pick a day during the week. Maybe it's Sunday morning to start the week. And make sure that Every single week when that, when that time rolls around, all the variables are the same, right? Usually it's easiest to do it in the morning because everyone has to go to the bathroom in the morning. So you go to the bathroom and you basically get yourself emptied out and then you step on the scale. If you weigh naked, weigh naked every week. If you weigh with clothes on, weigh with clothes on. If it's just your pajamas, whatever. Make it the same every week so that you can see as close as possible what the actual weight change is looks like and on a weekly basis shit you might go down from you know for example me right i'm at 192 maybe i could maybe in a week i can get down to 190 and lose two pounds but if i would have weighed myself every day of that week maybe the first day i'm down to 191.5 and then the next day i'm down to 191.2 but then the third day i'm back up to 191.7 and I get discouraged and I quit, right? That's a really simple example, but in general, that's how it could work, right? But then day four, 191, huge, almost a whole pound drop, 190.8, 190.2. All of a sudden, I'm at, I'm at 190 after a week's time. And yes, there was an uptick. There was a two steps forward, one step back in there. But because I weighed on the weekly time frame, I never even saw that. All I saw is two pounds down this week. And as you get closer and closer to your goal, you might have to gap that out even more. You might see an uptick, one of those one-step backs in the journey on the weekly time frame. Maybe you have to weigh every two weeks. Again, it, if you listen to a former one of the former podcasts, uh, The Calories In Versus Calories Out, you'll know how hard it is to just lose one pound, right? And so this begs the question, well, if the scale becomes obsolete at some point really if you look at it you know eventually if you continue on progressing towards your goal weight 
say my goal weight is 185 and I'm at 192 and eventually I'm going to get to 185. But I want to keep getting better. I know that no one's ever perfect. No one's ever perfectly healthy and fit, right? But I've ran out of ways to track my progress. I don't have the scale anymore. What can I do? And that, my friend, is where we really need to work on it as a society. Because at some point, again, the scale isn't going to be able to tell you anything. But there's a lot of other metrics that can tell you if you're getting better, if you're making progress, right? Like, how about your BMI? BMI also has its flaws. How about your body fat percentage? There's pros and cons to certain levels of body fat. How do your clothes fit? Did you, you could have taken measurements at the beginning of your journey. What do your measurements look like? Maybe you didn't even lose weight, but you, you tightened up, you firmed up because you put on a little bit of muscle and now you're the same weight, but your waist is a little thinner or your hips or your legs. How do you feel throughout the day? Do you have good energy? Are you crashing? Or all of a sudden you have great energy now and you feel better and you can actually notice a difference. Is there pain that was once there that is now better? Inflammation maybe that's gone down. What are you capable of? Can you now do movements in the gym or uh, activities with your kids that you couldn't before? That's a great way to, to track progress. That's an amazing way to track progress, your capability. What do you look like? Maybe you took progress pictures. And hey, maybe you've been at 240 for three weeks in a row. But three weeks ago, the picture doesn't quite look as good as it does today. And that's because you've put on a little muscle and your body is changing in ways that don't affect weight necessarily. For other people, it could be if you're really into performance, what does your VO2 max look like? How strong are you? Are you getting stronger in the weight room, in the, in the gym? Is your aerobic capacity going up? Are you able to do more? That's progress. Which, and those, those two often take more weight. You might want to gain weight to make those better. What does your digestive system look like? Do you feel better when you eat food and how you process your food and your water? Are you sleeping better? All of these things. There's a list a mile long of other things you can use rather than the scale to track your progress and know that you're getting better, right? And so don't worry. Don't be married to the scale because you're going to take two steps forward and one step back, and that's good. Your body wants to find a consistency, somewhere to settle, right? On a biological level without getting too fancy scientifically, your body would rather be hanging out at one weight forever than to consistently be losing or gaining weight. Your body is going to err on the side of, I want to find somewhere to hang out and just be at. And so oftentimes, those one-step backs, the plateaus or the, the small gains, those are just your body saying, whoa, let me catch up. Let me catch up with this. We're losing weight. I get it, but let's hang out for a second. And it might not always reflect the exact calories you burn, which is going to be next week's topic. The myth of Fitbit, Apple Watch, Whoop. 
calorie burning and how that actually affects where you're burning calories. But it's not always going to be linear to that. I just talked to a client this morning. He had a great workout. He's going to eat clean today. And who knows? He might be a pound heavier tomorrow because he worked out hard and his body took all of those nutrients and replenished it with it, replenished the body with those nutrients. So there's a lot of factors. Two steps forward, one step back. Use that weekly time frame if you're, if you're weighing yourself. I promise you'll see more of a downtrend and you'll, you won't have to go through those day-to-day inconsistencies and mind fucks, if you will, to get real with it at the end here. Again, questions on any of that, hit me up. But this is something that a lot of people struggle with. They see those daily dips and they're like, ah, shit. Not dips, I guess. Little spikes. Keep going. Keep going. And look at your trend on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. You'll be happier that you did. Thanks for listening. Episode, oh, I think 17 of the Snap Podcast. Being consistent once a week, every Wednesday. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Peace.